I'm Yasi Salek, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Hi, Amanda. I'm really tired. Tell me why. I spent the weekend in the BravoCon mix. I wasn't at BravoCon the whole time, but I had a really late Bravo evening on Friday. And I'm at the old age of 36, that like really, really sets me back. And it also was just like a lot to process. And I don't know, there's just like so much meat on this BravoCon bone. Like if you want to hear my interviews with Shep Rose and Wendy Osifo, check them out on the Ring of Reality TV podcast. But like, there's a whole other like level of meta celebrity conversation. So can we set the scene? Sure. Yeah. BravoCon was held at the Javits Center? That's correct. Okay. It was the second BravoCon. The first was in 2019. And then it was canceled due to COVID in 2020 and 2021. They had 140 Bravo celebrities, like Bravo personalities over the course of the weekend. And I've never been to like Comic-Con or like any other like fan convention before. So I don't have a ton to compare this to. I will, I for me, it, it harkened back to my first NBA All-Star weekend. But like the Javits Center is giant. Like it's like the size of an airport basically minus the runways and they have like multiple big stages for different panels and then like in the middle of it they have like the Bravo marketplace like the Bravo bazaar where all these reality stars are like shilling their goods so 
there's like a ton of merch and then they have like photo ops and then there's like different levels of access. So like you can also like pay extra to like be in the green room and you could pay extra to like go to Watch What Happens Live. Like it's both like the most dystopian thing I've ever done and also the most like fantastical thing I've ever done. So can I ask what level of access you, Juliette Lippman, had? Well, my level of access was named Rachel Lindsay. Rachel Lindsay, our (laughs) colleague, is the host of our Bravo podcast, Morally Corrupt. Rachel, she moderated a panel on Friday and she participated in another on Saturday. So I was like part of her entourage and like a hanger on. So as a result, we had a combo of just like general admission, press, and talent. We being the entire Morally Corrupt crew. So like... Rachel got us into... Rachel, as a result of her relationship with Brandy from there, Brandy Glanville from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they did a panel earlier in the day on Friday. So as a result, we were able to go to this, like, Bravo Liberty party on Friday night. Tell me everything. Amanda, it was like, when you were a kid, did you ever do a character breakfast at Disney World or Disneyland where, like, you go have breakfast and, like, Mickey comes to your table and, like, Minnie comes to your table and it's, like, the event is around being around the characters? Well, I personally didn't because I hate audience participation and have even as a child. And there was an incident at an Annie Oakley themed dinner show that (laughs) prevented me from attending the Disney character breakfast. But I have heard tell of the Disney character breakfast. I know other people who have been and I understand the scene that you're setting up here. So it was a party at the Gansevoort Hotel on the roof at like their roof bar. Almost all of the Bravo celebrities were staying there. So it was like a private party for, like, the quote-unquote talent. And Around then, the pool? The, the pool's closed. It was, like, <gasps> the inside parts of it, so no okay. pool activity. Okay. And, like, the outdoor terrace. Lovely spot. It was, like, a ton of Bravo people and then, like, hanger-ons like me. And so, for me, it was, like, everywhere I looked, there was someone I recognized from TV. And everyone was dressed, at least all the women, but the men, too, for, like, their personal version of prom. Like, if they were, like you know, Teresa Judice, like, pick out a prom dress and, like, wear that, that's what you would have gotten. So it was a lot of, like, very plunging necklines, a lot of sequins, a lot of, like, uncomfortable shoes, and then men in, like, pretty, like, straightforward, like, button-downs. But it was just so surreal. It felt like I was, like, on a Bravo acid trip. And it's just really weird, because then also, like, outside of the hotel, they had, like, fences up. Because people, like, just regular people were, like, waiting outside to see who was coming in and out of the hotel and, like, cheering. And it was, like, it was, like, waiting for a boy band. There was, like, people waiting for the Beatles or, like, One Direction. But it's, like, Shep and Austin from Southern Charm and, like, the cast of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake. And what Bravo has built is really incredibly impressive. But, like, being in this environment for for on and off for three days was really disturbing. Well, I have some more questions about the party, which is once people make it past the kind of TRL setup Mm -hmm. into the actual party that is made up of Bravo celebrities and Mm -hmm. their entourage, being you, Juliette Littman, like, what's happening at the party? Are they talking to each other? Yes, they're talking to each other. And then there's like a lot of like cross-show action where like... Are you familiar with Winter House? No. Winter House is a new show on Bravo <laughs> where people from Summer House, Southern Charm, and Vanderpump Rules go to Vermont for like 
two weeks and or okay. like a week and like live together. And it's like they do a lot of like crossover. And then the different housewives know each other because there's also like housewives crossover. So there's a lot of like catching up. But then there's also like just people who have a, who are hanging out with their cast. Like the Southern Charm people are just like hanging out together. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, this is what I'm asking. Okay. It, they're not catching up. They're not hanging out. They're all just doing photo ops, right? Like, is there um, any element no, of this that is actually a party to be enjoyed versus yeah, a work no, event? It, it really felt like a prom after party. That's the only way I can put it, where it's like everyone's sloppy, everyone's been drinking. They were all at like a Watch What Happens Live Legends Ball earlier in the night. So like, oh, I, I didn't get there to like midnight. And so this is like the after party of Watch What Happens Live. Where were you before? Dinner. Okay. Till midnight. Yeah. Started at 9.15. Okay. I know. I had a Benjamin Button aging backwards weekend. Okay. But like Tamara and Teresa are like grinding together, like for who knows why. And like... Are there any cameras besides the ones on people's phones? No. Okay. It's like like allegedly a safe space. Yes. Okay. Wow. But like a lot of rumors like came out of it too. So like... Such as? Like... Jen Shaw from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake showed up, but she was not invited to BravoCon, so she, like, crashed the weekend. Okay. And so then people were, like, talking about that. And then, yeah, then just, like, you know, seeing who was, like, standing near each other. And then, like, I don't, on page six, this one guy from Vanderpump, James Kennedy, was overheard trashing Is that the, the women guy? of Southern Charm. Yes, the pasta guy was trashing <laughs> the women of Southern Charm, saying they weren't pretty. Like, I don't know where that happened, but it probably <laughs> happened, like, at that party or something. That's, that's not a nice thing to say, but it's just, like, what I expect to be overheard at BravoCon. I got a few more questions about the party. Okay. Past hors d'oeuvres, any food at all? Is it just drink? Is it table service? Is there a bar? Like, set the set the party scene for me. There's two bars. There's some past apps and, like, a buffet. What's on the buffet? I don't remember, but there's also just, like, piles of pizza, and people were into the pizza because everyone okay. was wasted. Okay. What I don't understand about these adults... Also, the most fun thing about this party is I was on the younger end. I was like, this is great. Everyone here is older than me. That <laughs> um, is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I don't understand about these adults is they just party so hard. Like, how do they keep it going? I just don't know. And like they're, and then they had to work all weekend. So, and like do like photo ops with people. And like, they're, people were really drunk. Like, really drunk. Okay. It was just so surreal. It's like being, you know, it's like being around all of these like tabloid fixtures because page six has become a Bravo like hotline essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're in awe because these people, you watch them on TV, but then you just like think about like what they're famous for. And you're just like, where did we go wrong? I don't know. It was very fun and, but like also just a real mind fuck and very intense. So are you in awe when you're in the room? I was like mostly interested in talking to guys as I would be at any party or bar. <laughs> How did that go? Let's just sidebar into your reality show. Was there any, yeah, was it a target rich environment? No, certainly okay. wasn't. All right. I, it's, that's some good, you know, you know me, Amanda, I love a one-off in the corner of a bar. One off being a weird conversation. You love a conversation with a total stranger. Like, I can't actually imagine a better environment just for you to thrive as a person and a party goer than like, the private BravoCon. Yeah. And also, like, these are people with no shame and, like, they just move on so quickly. I was talking to one guy who will remain nameless and, like, it was like a flirtatious conversation. 
And then at the end, he clearly had gotten what he wanted out of this conversation. He literally was like, okay, bye. And just like walked away. (laughs) I was just like completely transactional. And I was like, yeah, that's what it's like with a reality star. Okay. It was just, it, it was just so, but then like the fans at actual BravoCon were so rabid. Like for like the curmudgeoned captain of Low Deck, Captain Lee, was like riding around on like some little vehicle getting to his next panel. And people were like <laughs> screaming and taking videos and shouting and like waiting in long lines to like hear these women talk about each other. And it was just so crazy. What was the demo of the attendee? How much does a ticket to BravoCon cost? I, I understand that you were there in a special capacity, but a three day ticket's five hundred dollars. I $500. think five hundred bucks. Yeah, three day ticket. Okay. I think if you buy a one day ticket, it's like one fifty, and then there's all these add ons, and then you can buy merch, and then you can buy you know, then like food and drink, etc. So talk to me about the attendees, the ticket holders. The ticket holders were Bravo super fans. A lot of self-fashioned, like, joke meme Bravo t-shirts. Like, Sonia's assistant or, like, other things like that. And it was, like, definitely women aged, like, I would say, like, 25 to 45-ish. Okay. Chrissy Teigen was there. She was sitting directly in front of me from one panel. I think she was probably the most famous attendee. And yeah, it's just exactly what you would expect out of a boy band concert, but all the boy bands were housewives. The reason it reminded me of All Stars, because I remember the first time I went to NBA All Star, I was like in the elevator with an NBA player who probably is like at most like the eighth guy in a rotation. And I remember just being like so excited and like everything having to do with All Star was like so amazing. And I was like, wow, they're famous, they're famous, they're famous. And like, oh my God, that's so and so. And then the key difference, of course, is the NBA requires specific skill and you are like one of 300 <laughs> people who who can do this one thing versus the housewives and everyone else on Bravo. But it's like such a sensory overload of fame and mm-hmm. money and appearance. And it's like when you go to like, like a convention like this, like with the actual celebrities, it is like taking the like celebrity industrial complex and like compressing it into a space where it's like, just feels like it's going to be explode. Like it's like shaking a can of seltzer and, and like okay. seeing what happens. And it was just, re- it was really intense. I, I have like, <laughs> I like, I really enjoyed it and I had a great time with our ringer colleagues, but it was like definitely a really weird thing to see. And I feel like for 72 hours, like my sense of like morality And the fame scale was really warped by this environment and, like, people just, like, cheering as, like, Tom Sandoval went by. I actively make fun of Tom Sandoval all the time. He's from Vanderpump Rules. Do you think that... (laughs) I I mean, no, it's a lot. And in some ways, I sort of feel like you would thrive in an environment like this. But do you think also that some of it, some of the disconnect or the jarring quality of it had to do with the fact that... I assume you were commuting from, like, your home in New York City where mm-hmm. you live. Yes, that's and correct. And so you went from like your normal life mm-hmm. and to the Javits Center. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. and and like back. Yeah. And whereas I assume a lot of these attendees, it's like- Traveled for it. Traveled for it and they're staying nearby. And it's like basically like you're going to Bravo Amusement Park. At what's exactly what it is, Bravo okay. Amusement Park. It's like, it's going like Disneyland, yes. Yeah, yeah. But there's something about if you're like just living in that experience, it's like a place that you go to and then you leave again rather yeah, compl- than... And you were effectively like a Disney adult 
for like two days, which is <laughs> the meanest uh, thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that that was going to get you. <laughs> well, it's because we don't relate to that, like, you know, the porous nature of Disneyland in real life. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a place that you go for a specific amount of time. Yeah. I, I then like, you know, I was thinking I was really glad I didn't travel for it because I also like needed to like return to reality like on like Mm -hmm. a regular basis to like remember that I actually like think that Austin from Southern Charm is probably like one of the greatest fuck boys to ever live. Like I I can't be excited that he was like made a lot of eye contact when we shook hands. Like I just like (laughs) it was so it was so insane. It was just like a lot. You know what's really insane is that people do this, but on a cruise ship regularly. Oh my god! Can you imagine? And <laughs> no. you can't get off the damn ship. No, I can't. I also just like it, it. Definitely made me understand how these people like go so crazy and like lose their sense of what's normal because they live this and they have to turn their life into a show and they have to turn it into a a roller coaster. And it was just like a. It was honestly like a formative experience and like interaction with like modern celebrity in 2021, 2022. I don't even know what year it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> because not only do you get the up close and personal with all of these celebrities, like they are real celebrities. They're very well known. But it's also a fascinating look at the nature of fandom for this sort of thing. Yeah. You know? Totally. And when you say the word fandom, I often tend to think of things like, you know, Marvel movies or like other other pop cultural artifacts that I don't really relate to. But no, it it exists for, for pretty much anything. Yeah, no, it, it really does. It was just like also made me think about like how because reality stars, like their life is like living an outrageous life is the vocation. Just how unique this type of celebrity culture is because all they have to do is show up. It's like completely unskilled work, although some people are better at being famous than others. And that like the fact that there's actually like ultimately no substance at the middle of it, I think for them, not not for like the television show itself, because like the producers are obviously really talented at making mm-hmm. TV and like that's like a, a huge piece of it. And I think what Bravo has built is really amazing. But for these people they're not being celebrated for their work. Like, I spoke with Dr. Wendy, who's from the Real Housewives of the Potomac, who has a PhD. She's an assistant professor at Johns Hopkins. She's, like, an entrepreneur. She's a first-generation American. Like, she's awesome. She's, like, all these accolades. But she's definitely, like, at the bottom of the popularity rankings of her cast because she's just, like, a regular person with substance. And it's, like, such an invert... It's such a hyper-inversion of values that, like always undergird celebrity culture, but when you view it, when you view it through that lens, it's just like really intense. <laughs> Final question. Yes. I saw something about Jenna Lyons being a real housewife. Oh, Amanda. Well, They're rebooting just, the Real Housewives of New York. That was a I'm not excited, uh, Amanda. Yeah, no, I I can I can tell that. They have six new women who are the cast of Real Housewives of New York, but they're also doing Real Housewives of New York legacy. So like the old problematic older, like the previous women who were on the show will have a separate program. And Jenna Lyons is, yes, now one of the New York housewives. Okay, but you don't feel good about that? No, I don't at all. First of all, I mean, like, how did Jenna Lyons get famous? She came into my world as like, oh, she's going to J. Crew. Yeah, I think she was sort of early Instagram or pre, maybe even pre-Instagram 
first round of J. Crew, or maybe I I honestly don't know which round of like J. Crew's reinvention is sort of, I think, contemporaneous with Michelle Obama mm. becoming a style icon and like wearing famously J. Crew, among other yeah. more accessible labels and the glasses, you know? So it was sort of a mid 2000s thing, if I mm-hmm. had to guess. And then I guess Instagram. Sort and she's of a lesbian, it. right? I she did at some point got it like enter a same sex marriage i don't think it's always oh i and see I, I guess i don't know whether they're married i don't mean to label her sexuality yeah. but i that is really relevant to the housewives because it is such a heteronormative show mm-hmm. there was then like a whole storyline about a rumored affair between Brandy Lanville and Denise Richards and that became like such a big deal cuz it doesn't happen very frequently on these shows so it's it's actually like it's germane to casting her in a good way that's why i ask it uh, i don't mean to label her though I haven't really kept up. I just I haven't kept know. up with her in general. So and and she left J Crew and now J Crew is on its like 80th reinvention. I you know right. we'll see whether it takes. They so they announced that last night. That's why you're asking me about this. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you won't be watching it. I mean, I guess I'll give it a shot, but okay. Not that All excited. Right. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for trying anyway, to relate to you. I have a Bravo hangover today. That's my okay. story. Uh, we're I glad ho- that you made it. Thanks for thanks for caring. I I do and I did actually I texted you several times this weekend and there was like a noticeable lag in response time. It's okay, but then I remembered you were at BravoCon and I was like, oh, she's she's hanging with real people. Are they real? It's funny yeah. you should put it that way. <laughs> All right, let's move on. First, a really important update from Domoa, which we do not often reference here on this podcast, but yeah. this one hit close to home. Someone wrote in, friend saw JLo at Home Goods shopping for Christmas decorations. What a relatable queen. So as my friend Claire, who sent this to me, pointed out, this really offers us a lot of insight into the wedding signs. Because it really I think, does. Now I, I get think it. that once you know that J-Lo is at home goods and being spotted, which again, it's Demois, we have absolutely no confirmation, but like this is the level of report that I'm willing to accept from Demois, you know? Sure. Yeah, J-Lo in the... Christmas decorations aisle at Home Goods, according to a friend. Like, sure, it doesn't hurt anybody if it's not true, whatever. But I'm willing to believe it's true. And it and it would seem to indicate that Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lynn Affleck, as she's now known, had something to do. Jennifer with, Lynn. Oh, right. Jennifer Lynn Affleck, right. Jennifer Lynn Affleck had something to do with the absolutely horrific handwritten signs at her wedding. That said, I'd, I, I would like to make it clear, while I... I think the signs are one of the most disappointing aesthetic choices that I've seen in some time, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with J-Lo doing Christmas decoration shopping at Home Goods. In fact, it's really endearing. The, like, the oh, more the merrier with respect to, like, weird little elf signs. You know? I, Go for yeah. it, J-Lo. I love Home Goods as well, and TJ Maxx, the, whole, the yeah. whole family. I just have a hard time imagining J-Lo going into a Home Goods because I love them. But home goods are like messy and like hard to find stuff. And you have to be like really like committed to the brows. And I don't know. She just seems like an efficient gal who would like want to go in for one thing and leave. And I'm just like, oh, is she actually like, does she browse home goods? Like, I, I that's a show I'd watch shopping with JLo at home goods. Like, just you go once a week and you just like see what's up. I mean, I absolutely would watch that as well. I would say the counterpoint is that I, I don't know if JLo is like on the road in the same way that she was, you know. 10 or 15 or 20 years ago in terms of touring. But, like, she has to be a lot of different places for her various business commitments. And Home Goods is, like, 
it's, it's home goods everywhere. You know what I mean? It's true. So there's something about like, oh, let's pop in for a second. I want to find this. I want to find that. It's like how people really like their specific, you know, Starbucks egg sandwich or whatever. Just to bring it back to food news, <laughs> my favorite podcast. You know, I, I don't know. So I could see it being a part of, of like a habit. Like of wherever hers. she is. Yeah. Yeah. That has has continued. Okay. I, I, I see that too. Fair anyway. enough. Great update though. Thanks to moi. That's all yeah. we want from you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Next, this is another follow-up for us, really. Mm -hmm. I read yesterday morning about how Bob Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots and noted resident of Jupiter, Florida, where he received many massages. (laughs) That's a big part of his narrative. He had a surprise wedding. He and his now wife, Dana Bloomberg, threw a party, and it turned out they got... They got married at this party, and everyone was really surprised. The part that I found really noteworthy was this paragraph from People.com. A source who attended the event told People most guests were completely taken by surprise. Most of the people didn't know it was a wedding celebration. We thought it was a party, and then we went upstairs, and a screen opened, and Robert and Dana came out. She was in a wedding dress, and Elton John announced them as husband and wife. Then Meek Mill wrote a song for them, (laughs) which he sang with Ed Sheeran as backup. Really, really good. I What's mean, the surprise level for you there? Between like rank, like Meek, Elton, and Ed Sheeran. Go. L- least surprising is Ed Sheeran because as okay, we sure. previously discussed yeah, a few weeks yeah, yeah. ago, I yeah. feel he's very available for a price. Yeah. Meek Mill, also not that surprising because he's like part of this sports owner group. Like he's friends with Michael Rubin, formerly of the okay. 76ers, and Bob Kraft. Michael Rubin was really involved in getting him out of jail. 
And so, like, he's, like, in this world with Bob Craft and Michael Rubin, among others. Okay. But then Elton John really blew me away. I feel like Elton John is also, like, secretly available. I was literally about to say sneakily extremely available, (laughs) except for, like, when, you know, his physical circumstances keep him from performing on tour, which is fine. But, like, basically, he hosts a party for everything. Like, all of the time. He's a professional party hoster in addition to being... Elton John. And let me just say that I went to Elton John's farewell tour when he was here in Los Angeles. I got that. My husband got me tickets for Christmas and it was a wonderful gift and I had a fantastic time. I fucking love Elton John. But he is also everywhere. Is he also in need of money? Like, what's going on? Also, who do you think was paid the most in this group? Elton John? I also... Elton John is the one who I was like, I'm actually not convinced he was paid. Meek and Ed Sheeran, for sure. But... Elton John was absolutely paid. (laughs) He does a lot of charity work as well. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be a negative thing to be paid, you know, know your worth. But yeah, he was paid. I guess so. Do you think he was paid the most? Probably. I mean, you just have to figure, he's been around for a while, so his rates have to be pretty high. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that Ed Sheeran's rates are also very high at this point, but... I do think Elton is operating on another level. Yeah, he's got to be. Here are some other people who were there. Are you ready? Yes. Tom Brady. Okay. Not with Giselle. It said seemingly attended solo. John Bon Jovi. Hold on. Was this on Saturday night before (laughs) he played on Sunday? Yeah, no wonder they lost. Continue. (laughs) John Bon Jovi. Okay. Kenny Chesney. Okay. NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Okay. NBA commissioner Adam Silver. Hmm. And very few, very little evidence of women being there. The other pictures, <laughs> the other pictures in the, in people are like of all men, notably from Drew Bledsoe's Instagram. And okay. so, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that any other women were there, but Dana Blumberg. Blumberg yeah, we I'm can't sure. confirm or deny, you know? <laughs> okay. It is kind of noticeable though. It's kind of funny. Real boys club sports. Anyway, I just thought this was just, just so funny. I don't know. I found the, I found the whole thing. You, really I mean, you were hilarious. very right about Ed Sheeran being incredibly available. He really is. I'm just like, yeah. I'd love to know the rate sheet and like, you I, know, he's backup singing for Meek Mills. Is it still is the full rate or what? What's going on there? I, listen, I would accept any rate sheet, any <laughs> celebrity rate sheet. If you have access to it, just send it my way. I don't I don't have a what's the signal? Is that what it is? I don't have uh-huh. signal. I'll set it up if we can get some rate sheets for celebrity birthday appearances, celebrity wedding appearances, celebrity commercials, Instagram posts, you name it. If you have any information about how much money celebrities are being paid for stuff, let me know. I would love to know as well. Yeah. This is this is great. Anyway, congrats to the happy couple. I hope they're having a great a great Monday. Moving on to L.com or L Magazine, however you get your L. Olivia Wilde still doing press. Yeah. So she was, she's on the cover of L, I believe. Uh, and there's, there's a lot to go on. And we don't actually have to get into it. She's still trying to talk back a lot of the movie stuff and re-explain this movie. There's also since some, like, some stuff has come out because their ex-nanny is talking about the timeline of her split. And oh, really? With Jason I missed that. Sudeikis, Can you fill me in? It kind of really makes me sad. I mean, oh. the, it would seem that the ex-nanny is confirming Jason Sudeikis' timeline. Mm. 
and that he was very distraught about the breakup. But just all, you know, a lot of it is details about when they were showing up for the kids and all this kind of stuff. And it like, it bums me out a little bit. The stuff that seems fairer to talk about is Olivia Wilde on the cover of a major magazine still trying to defend like the worst movie, not the worst movie I've seen this year, but top five worst movies I've seen this year. (laughs) And it reminded me that there was another aspect of the movie's reveal that I didn't tell you that I'd like to share with you now. Yes, please do. So, I mean, what do you remember about the movie? I remember that this is a movie about Harry Styles being a video gamer (laughs) who has reinvented himself as a sim with Florence Pugh as his wife. Yes, in a simulated Palm Springs environment. Yes. And the other people in the simulated environment, they're all followers of like a, a podcast, Svengali played by Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. But so all the other people in the simulated environment are, I guess, like people, real life people who have chosen to live in this weird metaverse. One of those people is Olivia Wilde herself. She's playing oh. one of the wives. She's in the simulation. Right. I knew she's in the movie. Yeah. And first of all, she gives herself all the best lines. Uh, she's like very funny. Or I, I like actually chuckled at some of her lines, which is not something I can say for like really any other aspects of the film. But then at some point after the reveal, her character comes to like save Florence Pugh's character uh-huh. because Olivia Wilde's character is self-aware and has is the one female oh, she knows? character. Yeah. And it's like the one female character who has chosen to be in the simulation because at least in the simulation, I just looked over at Jade. I'm sorry, our producer. And the face that you're making is really, yes, correct. The reason that Olivia Wilde's character has chosen to stay in the simulation is because at least her children are still alive in the simulation. And mm. then they just go back to trying to flee the simulation. I don't know what, I don't know what to make of that. I, uh, it's the, just really depressing. It's really depressing. And also, I don't understand what message I'm supposed to take away from it. Is it like, wait, so the simulation, the patriarchal simulation of women (laughs) is good because it can help you with your grief? Like, sometimes? Like, what is this movie about, Juliet? I guess, well, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't weigh in. But I would say maybe it's like... Being a mother is the strongest thing she feels, so she'd rather be subjected to patriarchy than not be a mother. I I don't know. I don't know. I want to also read this one quote from Elle. It's interesting because Florence Pugh of uh, Miss Flo fame, this is Olivia Wilde speaking. It's interesting because Florence very wisely pointed out that a lot of the attention has been given to the sex scenes. And I think she's so right. I completely agree with her that it's overshadowing everything else that the movie's about which is so interestingly ironic because one of the uses of sex in victory is as a tool of distraction. I don't know what that last clause is about because, again, I don't understand this movie. But let us please remember that Olivia Wilde started this press tour just talking about the sex scenes. For like- it's funny you bring that up. The other thing I wanted to say in relation to this story is I feel all of a sudden too familiar with Olivia Wilde's breasts. She wore a sheer dress this weekend. Yeah. And then on the cover of Elle, one of her breasts is showing. She has a pasty on the on her nipple. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not trying to body shame. She looks great. And like if you that's how you want to dress, that's great. But I'm just sort of like 
feels like a really deliberate focus on like yes physicality, which I, that's not how I dress, and so I think it makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm just like, can you just? I don't know, cover up a little bit. I think but she looks absolutely fantastic. She does. I'm, I'm just, not saying she looks bad. Just like it's just sort of like that. Yeah. I'm prude. Like that makes me uncomfortable. I agree with you that it's two is a trend in this case. You know, yeah. there, it's like two instances in the last week of me just like really having seen her breasts, which are spectacular. She so looks great. Yeah. I, whether they are real or not, they are spectacular. I didn't even mean to cast aspersion. That's a Seinfeld yeah, was reference like, for all of the children who have never watched Seinfeld. It's a great show. And look, you can look that quote up if you want. Anyway, yeah, no, I, that is a valid observation. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sitting here in a like a high mock neck sweater. So I'm yes. just, and it's like... Same, I'm wearing... Two shirts. So. Uh, yeah. Also, I've been know. breastfeeding, which is like a whole lot. Like, listen, she had kids and then that's still possible for her. I I support. Congratulations to her. Yeah, she looks she looks amazing. I'm just saying I'm very familiar with her breasts and I am uncomfortable. You don't want to be. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel I feel comfortable saying I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like of all the things that Olivia Wilde has shared with me in the last two to three months... Like, I, I'm okay with the breasts on the, the scale of things. Like, her her muddled ideology, I wish I didn't know as much about it. But it, they look nice. The main thing I wish she hadn't shared, well, she didn't share this, but the main thing I wish she hadn't done was the video in her car after she had ridden her horse. I still want to understand if people really do communicate like that in real life. That is the weirdest thing that <laughs> I've ever... You send me voice messages a lot. Yes, and I know that that's a thing that the kids are doing. I still get pretty nervous about it. It's unfocused. It's like a voicemail. You know, you have to. What Jade's really laughing at me, but it is to me like leaving a voicemail, and it trails off, and I don't really know what to do. Also, there's just this thing that the children are doing now, where it's like, when am I? So much of the, your phone use depends on noise. And I'm just like, I'm using my phone Same. all of the time when I'm not supposed to be, you know? Same. Like yes, under totally. the desk in a meeting, in front of my child, while someone else is talking to me. So I don't have time to like listen to the TikTok or, you know, Juliet's voicemail. I have to like, when you text, not voicemail, voice memo. Voice memo. When you send me a voice memo, I have to like go in the other room and yes. listen to it and That's then write true. back. So how are the... Yeah, I just that's don't understand my primary time. That's my primary problem with TikTok. It's too yeah. noisy. I'm just like, okay. I, don't, I don't, I need captions so I can keep this on silent. Right. <laughs> no thanks. Right. So adding video to it, as Olivia Wilde did while driving and merging, just seems unnecessarily complicated to me. Yeah. You know? I just don't get it. All right. Next. One more piece of news for the day. This is from you, Amanda. Okay. So I, I haven't noticed this. Oh, but right. Oh, right, right, right. Celebrity ad watch. I love this watch. It's a good call. Jelena Anderson. She has a cybersecurity company or commercial promoting one. Yeah, I don't. She, I don't know that she owns a cybersecurity company, but <laughs> I do spend a lot of time now while the sports are on in my home. I, I kind of watch the sports, but I really log on for all of the commercials when there's a celebrity in it. And Jillian Anderson doing like a pretty earnest ad for. I don't even remember the name of the company, but it was about like not getting hacked. I would say it at like a management plus level, you know, it was like mm -hmm. a lot of the the commercials that air during tennis tournaments that are like for like nebulous things like Watson, you know, and like management solutions. So I think that this is what this was going for. 
And I just don't know why. And I would love to, is it because of an X-Files thing? Do they think that X-Files was about cybersecurity? Like, it's what not. Was the, what kidding. was the pitch meeting that led to Julian Anderson? Once again, how much is Julian Anderson being paid for this? And like, d- does anyone think they're getting their money's worth? I guess they are because we're talking about it. I mean, we don't know the name of the company, though, which is good. No free ads. Right. But. I mean, really what just stuck out was Jillian Anderson. What does she do? I mean, I need a new season of Sex Education, but, like, what else is she up to? Although, I guess she's just, like, having a great life. Yeah. I mean, do they think it's, like, Margaret Thatcher protecting your cybersecurity? Like, what is the, what's the association that they're going for? I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's Sex Education. Maybe it's about, I don't know. I just thought it was strange. And I was also like, maybe I should set up a boutique ad business where, or not ad business, but consulting business where ad companies and celebrity companies come to me. And I'm like, is this a match? Like, is this working (laughs) or is this not working? And then I could charge money too. What do you think? That's a great idea. I love it. Okay, thanks. I love it for you. Thank you. (gasps) Oh, man. Any other celebrity news we forgot to hit? Probably, but we forgot about it. So you know, it's the main thing that we're not engaging with because we're we're too old. Is Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez's whatever they're doing? Oh right, they hugged. They hugged. That's good. Haley Bieber like kind of insulted her on Call Her Daddy, our Spotify compatriot, and then Selena Gomez has like a doc coming out on Apple, so she's doing a lot of press. They they made up. I don't get Haley Bieber. They're kind of a. I kind of do actually. Interesting. I don't really have to. There's sort of a, I'm not trying to be rude. I I do kind of get the appeal, but you can project whatever you want onto it. Also, she wears clothes like incredibly well. So there's that. But it seems for the most part, like she's been a positive force in Justin Bieber's life. And she is very good at wearing stylish clothes, which it, which is, like, an actual... No, that's a skill. She yeah. she looks great. Like, not everyone has her, like, kind of innate ability to wear stuff. And otherwise, there's, like, not a lot of to stress about, as far as I can tell. <laughs> you know? So which I'm just its, not missing anything. Yeah, but, but it's the simplicity of it. It's the direct, okay. the obviousness. Again, I, I don't mean that in a negative <laughs> way. It just is what it is. Yeah? Great. No, that's great. Uh, okay. makes Checks out now. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much to Jade Whaley for producing this episode. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.